Welcome to the Spoken Word Poetry Podcast. Listen in as poet and artist Ariana R. Cherry features words written from her heart and performed from her soul. Every week, you will hear original poetry spoken through performance art and storytelling. Listen weekly on Anchor, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Truth, stories, and poetry. Exactly what the soul needs. Hello, welcome to another podcast of Spoken Word Poetry Podcast. I am doing another episode of Meet the Author series, and I got um, hooked up with um, a gal whose name is uh, Lorraine Reguli. I was on a website that kind of helps you find different kinds of guests, and um, her friend um, messaged me and told me that she knew someone who would be good for my podcast, and it just... Uh, pretty much like the way it worked out and it's pretty awesome so um i've got her here right now and um her name is lorraine regularly how are, are you, you got me right ariana awesome great <laughs> not too many people do thanks for having me on your podcast oh, you're quite welcome i'm glad to have you so um why don't you tell my audience a little bit about yourself well i currently am working as an entrepreneur who runs a word-based business called Wording Well, and I'm an author who helps other people become authors, so author assistance services is one of the things that I offer through my business, as well as editing and ghostwriting, even if people want that. Mm -hmm. um, my life story, though, is pretty rocky. Like, I I was raped when I was a 14-year-old virgin. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so I've had, you know, a roller coaster of ups and downs over the years. And, you know, fortunately, I ended out on top, um, even though I suffered from suicidal thoughts and depression for many years, mm -hmm. which, you know, a lot of people can relate to, I think. There's a lot of people out there who have, you know, depression, anxiety, um, you know, suffered traumas and things like that. And so my poetry, I like writing poetry because I like it as a way of expressing my feelings. And I've just always loved writing. So um, I'll be tend to be about the pain that I've gone through, but some of it also now sort of leans or ends towards a more positive note because that's the type of person I am now. Like, I'm, I'm so positive now compared to how I used to be. Lorraine, um, I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. There's some kind of, or once all a static noise kind of comes in between you talking. I don't know what that is. You know what? It could be the traffic outside going by. I don't know if that's static or if it's huh. weird it. yeah every once in a while it, it does like a burst of static and then it stops oh that's strange huh 
So yeah, it's clear. Um, I can hear you. It just every once in a while you hear that static. So, um, and then it goes on and off. But I can hear you. It, it rained. It's been raining all day today. So oh. a lot of are in like driving through puddles. Oh so wow. Maybe it, Maybe it's that. I'm, I'm not sure. Huh. That's odd. Okay. I just wanted to let you know, just in case. I didn't know if it was a technical thing, because we know how uh, all these technical things can be. <laughs> yeah, my internet's kind of not going to crap out in me. Don't worry. <laughs> pretty strong. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah, so as I was saying, you know, um, you know, being raped as a, as a teenage virgin, that was for me, and devastated me to the point where I fell into a deep depression and I even tried to commit suicide when I was 15. Hmm. Yeah. And when I, when I started blogging back in 2015, I actually wrote about my true experience with like my suicide attempt and then offered advice on what people could do if they're feeling that way, like so depressed to the point where they don't know what to do. Oh, wow. And I ended up, uh, that blog post actually ended up on the first, ranking on the first page of Google. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, I was so surprised. And when I, when I looked at this, you know, the stats from, from that post, I was seeing over 500 people a day reading it. And I was just, flabbergasted that there was that many people out there feeling so horrible about themselves that they contemplated suicide so that prompted me to actually write a book on the different strategies and techniques that i personally have used over the years mm-hmm. to deal with my depression suicide attacks. and it's so the book is called From Nope to Hope. Okay. I overcame my suicidal thoughts and how you can too. Oh, and you might let the audience know you can find her book from Nope Nope to Hope on LorraineRegulie.com, which is L O R R A I N E R E G U L Y dot com. And you can find her book on her website. It's actually also on Amazon. And on um, Amazon. I was actually yeah. browsing your website earlier, too. You so you to remember my name, Ariana. My name is too complicated to remember, but from nope to hope is easy to remember, and it's on Amazon. So Great. Um, and I, I wrote a little introduction, um, well, a dedication and a note from the author at, at the beginning. And a personal poem. So that's the poem I would actually really like to start okay, sharing. Okay, great. Go ahead. If, if that's good with you. That's possible. That's really fine. Okay, so I wrote this when I was 15. And I, I to this day, out of all the poems, like hundreds of poems I've ever written, I still think this is my very best one. Wow, cool. Um, because it's... Uh, You'll let me know if you get ch- chills or whatever. I'm sure. I'm, 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 I'm going <laughs> to guess that it's pretty raw, so I, I can already imagine. It is. So, okay, so here it is. It's called In One's Eyes. As I search into her eyes, I see loneliness and fears. Her face seems so empty, except for those few tears. These tears keep on flowing more and more from her eyes. 
She makes no sound at all, only distant, muffled cries. She wants to express her feelings on many a different thing, but she feels that if she does, only more loneliness it would bring. She wishes that she had a friend into whom she can confide, an understanding, caring person who would always be by her side. But instead, she has no one, no one to turn to in time of need. She feels like she is trapped and would very much like to be free. As I search deeper and deeper, I see more clearly into her eyes, because now the tears have stopped and no longer are her cries. They have disappeared, although not completely, for they continue deep down inside. But she now feels strong enough to regain her sense of pride. But again, her feelings weaken her, and again, I see a familiar tear. She seems so far away from me, but yet she seems so near. I extend my hand to comfort her. I know I'm reaching in the right direction, but all I feel the flatness of the mirror because I'm staring into my own reflection. Hmm. Wow, I don't think I've ever heard anyone use the term the flatness of the mirror. Hmm. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah, you rhyme a lot better than I do, too. <laughs> I, I actually tend to write most of my poetry in rhymes. Yeah, that's really good. I, I, I would try, but I could never do that. But you did really catch um, all the feelings from that. Now, when you wrote this poem, did it like make you feel better or help you kind of sort out your feelings when you were going through all this? It helped to release some of my emotions like I find writing very therapeutic mm -hmm. and even though you know sometimes maybe what I'm writing might not make sense to someone else it makes sense to me in mm -hmm. the moment sure and it helps me organize my thoughts and it helps me organize what I'm feeling and it basically draws my attention and my focus to something else that what I was originally feeling so because you know I take a look at the words and I'm always trying to structure them in a, in a specific way and and I want them to come out of me um, but I also want them to make sense as they're coming out of me sure. so as I'm looking you know as I'm creating a poem what I'll do is I'll take a look at it and sometimes I'll count the syllables of each line um, sometimes I'll just look at the words and have them rhyme mm -hmm. uh, at the end and I'll, you know, make, use a pen and paper. So I'm making scribbles all over and I'm writing down words that, you know, rhyme and it's like, okay, well, how can I put this into work, this word into, into what I'm saying once I've already started, you mm -hmm. know, getting, getting things out of me. Sure. So, so as you start writing, are you saying, um, is the poem pretty much, does it just come to you or is it, you know, all at once or is it just line by line or, you know, or how, how, what is the, what is the process for you? Usually I'll end up with like one or two lines just off the top of my head. And it's like, I'll think like, oh, I should write this down. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a part of a poem. So I'll immediately grab some paper and, and, you know, write them down. And 
before I forget because I'm if I don't write it down I'm gonna forget oh it yeah I totally understand yeah. that you know it's just like when you're lying in bed at night and you're oh thinking yeah about, oh, all these thoughts start coming to you and it's like oh I'll remember it tomorrow and then tomorrow nope I totally understand <laughs> it yeah I've had that happen plenty of times <laughs> yeah so so once I you know once I have the first line or two um you know it just sort of ends up taking a life on its own um I've I've often began with an intention of where I wanted it to go and then it ends up being something completely yep. different I've had that happen too it's amazing <laughs> how that works <laughs> exactly yeah um other times though I I just write as though I'm talking to someone uh-huh. um so or, or as if I'm talking to no one or everyone you know it's 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 as a writer I'm sure that you can relate that you can't always define who it is that you're talking to but you're hoping that it's you know a friend or at least someone who is going to be receptive of what you're saying oh for sure I'm you know my hope when I write is that you know, I, I may not know who's reading it or who's listening, and I just hope that it inspires someone or helps them out with whatever situation they're going through. Exactly. Exactly. I And I feel the exact same way as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote a poem last year um, just before my birthday. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm actually just going to check the date on this because I was going through... Yeah, it was written in July of 19, and my birthday was August, so mm-hmm. this was about a month before my birthday. And I had been going through some, you know, just some emotional crap, mm-hmm. like we all go through from time to time. And and I and I felt that I wasn't quite right for a while, and you know, and and I and I needed some kind of inspiration, and so I ended up writing this poem, and it started it's. The way it starts out is kind of negative, but it ends up on a more positive note. Mm-hmm. And, and I really want to share it with you because I think a lot of people who have suffered from depression or even just general feeling of, you know, being down and mm-hmm. not quite really knowing why. Yeah. Um, I, I think this might help them. Okay. Um, so. It, it's sort of long, too. I tend to write longer. Oh, that's so. perfectly fine. Yeah, no problem. Okay. I'm tired of pretending to be happy. I'm tired of pretending everything is fine. I'm tired of pretending my life is not crappy. I'm tired of pretending all the time. People come to me seeking help for their problems, but never ask how I'm doing or seem to care about how I feel. I want to scream, what about me? Who's going to help me? My feelings are all too real. People are selfish. They're all about what's in it for me. They don't care about others. Just once, I want people to look at me and see. I am broken and damaged, but hide it well. I currently have suicidal thoughts, but I bet you can't tell. I generally project happiness and success. However, inside, I'm sometimes mad. I'm tired of pretending to be someone I'm not. I'm tired of pasting a smile on my face when all I want to do is cry a lot. I'm tired of living with pain. 
I experience pain in many different ways. My pain is both emotional and physical these days. I'm still healing from past traumas and still fighting to cope. Healing is never ending. And I still have hope. I have hope for a better future and a brighter tomorrow. I have hope for peacefulness and less sorrow. I hope to be treated with kindness, respect, and love. I hope to eliminate suffering from myself and others and rise above. I wish I could take all the pain away from this world. I wish I could, once again, be a little girl. Wishing is akin to dreaming, but only some dreams can come true. I am dreaming, pretending, and hoping that I've made an impact or an impression on you. Do you know how I feel? Can you relate to my thoughts and feelings? Are you tired of pretending to? Let's begin our lives now, over. It's not too late to start anew. Begin your transformation by taking a step forward in the direction of a better life. Just one. Do the same thing tomorrow. After a week, your new life will have begun. My step today is revealing that I'm tired of pretending and sharing this with you. Admitting this was hard, but necessary, because honesty in others in my, and in myself is something I value. My desire to be a happier, healthier, more successful person and a better version of myself is what spurs me on. My hopes and dreams are keeping me focused and give me strength to carry on. It will take courage to continue on, but I know I can do it, as can you. And if you need help, let me inspire you and carry you through. Let's move together towards our new lives, one step at a time, with purpose, determination, and desire. Let us give each other support, uplifting one another, and raising each other higher. When we reach our new heights, attain our goals, and make our dreams come true, I guarantee we will feel happier than we currently do. Join me on this journey to wellness and be proud to take these steps together. The outcome will be worth it, even if our good feelings won't last forever. If you decide where you, to remain where you are right now, that's your choice and your right. Just know that I am not giving up. I will continue to fight. I like it. Yeah. I, you know, it kind of sounds like you are talking to people. I'm sure there's plenty out there who feel the same way that you do. <laughs> I know there's times, you know, when, you know, people, I tend to be one of those people that people come to and, you know, they'll talk to me if something's wrong and everything. And even in uh, my darkest times when I was going through a lot of crap, uh, they'll come up to me and tell me how they were feeling. And, and then, you know, you'd be like, well, now can I tell you how I'm feeling? <laughs> Right, I know it. It's, it's like you know, and and it's, you know we're guilty of it too. Because, yeah, you know when we need help, we do the exact same thing, and we don't consider the other person because we're too caught up in our own mind and in our own thoughts and in our own emotions, mm -hmm. and we just kind of work through that. But you know, it it just it brings awareness, I think, to both sides of the coin. You know, to both people who are involved in that kind of a discussion. Because sometimes, you know, you might open up to your friend and say, 
you know, hey, I've been having these kinds of thoughts. Um, meanwhile, you know what? Maybe your friend has too. Mm-hmm. And you don't think about that. Yeah. So I, I, I like to write poetry that will get people to hopefully, you know, have the courage to either take, you know, a, a first step in whatever direction it is that they're, they need, whether it's, you know, an asking for help sure. or telling someone about something or, you know, whether it's even just, you know, pursuing their dreams, uh-huh. you know, like well, all about success the, oh, yeah. and motivation and things like that. Well, the last um, pastor that I worked for, he's, he always told us the most important thing we have is the importance of sharing our stories. Because when we share our stories, we can help somebody else, possibly. We may not know for sure, but there just might be somebody out there going through the same thing we are. Exactly. And that's what we don't really tend to forget is that, we're, you know, because we're, we're so in our heads and we think we're alone. Mm-hmm. We think we're the only ones experiencing that. But guarantee there's hundreds of people out there, if not thousands or even millions, oh, yeah. feeling the exact same way. Or have, who have felt the exact same way as you did. Mm-hmm. You know, and we always tend to think we're alone, but we're not. No, and, you know, and it's it's so hard sometimes to get out of that funk of feeling like alone because you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm the only person that's been through this. Surely, you know, no one can feel just as bad as I do right now. You know, there's no one would actually, you know, feel like this down. But, you know, and you find out there's all kinds of people that have been in the same exact spot. Exactly. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's great that we can, you know, if we have the courage and we're able to talk to our friends about it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely a step in the right direction. Oh, most definitely. Uh, so I have two poems that I want to share with you. Sure. Go ahead. Follow up one to the one I, I sort of just shared now, because I had mentioned it was, you know, prior to my birthday, I had written it. So on that day, of my birthday, I ended up having a get together at a restaurant, mm-hmm. um, and and my friends showed up, and I wanted to express my gratitude to them for being there for me. Mm-hmm. So I wrote. It's not my favorite poem, but it's a poem that I wrote on that for and for that step for that occasion, and so I <laughs> sort of morbid. I titled it "Birthday Death Day." <laughs> um, <laughs> We're still here, so no, 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 I didn't, you know, it wasn't my death day, but, yeah. uh, you know, as I'm older, I, you know, that day is coming, right, and it's more imminent to me with each passing year on your birthday, you tend to feel, like, more reflective and, you know, think about, like, oh, wow, like, another year gone by, like, what did I accomplish, and, you know, am I going to have regrets when I die, and blah, 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 so anyway, um, okay, let me just jump into this. Birthday death day, there's not enough gratitude in the world today. So on this occasion, I just want to say how much I appreciate each of you being here with me to celebrate my 48th birthday. They say age is only a number, and it is, but with each passing year, I feel the need to do more, be more, and accomplish more before I'm no longer here. I want to be remembered when I die for doing great things, but I also want to be remembered for helping others find their wings. So they can soar high and be the success they want to be instead of becoming or remaining a mess like me or how I used to be. 
Each of you is special to me in a different way, and I'm grateful for the friendship and bond that we share. Although we don't often see each other, or although we often don't see one another or even talk much, month to month, week to week, or day to day, the fact that you're all here shows me that you really do care. Online, I am popular, popular and have many connections and friends, but in real life, I put up walls and have a hard time letting others in. It's no secret that I've had many problems with depression in my life. I still do, but I'm fighting it, trying to win. And so I try to enjoy every moment in the present, in the here and now. Because really, that's all any of us have. This moment, this time, to which we must bow. We need to be grateful for what we have, instead of being sad about what we don't possess. If we can be happy with ourselves in our lives every moment, then that's the true measure of success. When you're dead, people don't remember you for the amount of money or the type of possessions you had. They remember you for the kind of person you were, what you did, how you treated others, and if you did good deeds or bad. So on this birthday, this special day of mine, I want to thank you for being the person that you are. And I want to remind you to keep reaching for that star, that star that will help you sprout wings and carry you far. Because on your death day, you will be remembered for the quality of character you exhibited in your life. All your actions, the words that you spoke, and whether or not you went down with or without a fight. Stay happy and healthy and grateful, my friends. And live long lives so we can keep doing this again. I'm blessed to know each and every one of you. Remember, as Tony has said many I bet your friends really enjoyed that when you read that to them. Hopefully you were in a, a quiet uh, restaurant or a quiet home for dinner where they could all hear all that. They were. It was a, it was a quiet setting, and I had reserved um, a table for 10. So mm -hmm. we were all, you know, we were all together, and they all heard me loud and clear. And, uh, you know, of course, a couple of them rolled their eyes at me. And... <laughs> There's always the friends that do that, isn't there? Writing poetry, on and on. well, if they're they know you well and you're their friend, they should know better by now, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I think that's neat that you did that. Good. Yeah, it feels it feels nice to share. I um because I had been feeling you know that way for. You know, for a few months, and I couldn't quite pinpoint what was going on with me. Mm -hmm. um, I decided that, like, all of the strategies and techniques that I, I was using just seemed to stop working for a little bit. Mm. And I thought, you know, maybe I need to be back on medication again. And so I actually ended up talking with my doctor shortly after that. Mm -hmm. And... She sent me for a referral to a psychiatrist so that I could be prescribed something to help me with uh, my mood to stave my mood. It turned out that was, you know, that was the the piece of the puzzle that was missing. I I just needed, you know, there was some chemical imbalance in my brain, and um, it's a lot more balanced now that I'm back on medication. Um, I had been on medication before years ago and stopped taking it. So, and I just kind of stopped out of the blue because there was other things going on in my life and I wasn't sure what it was that was 
really affecting me at that point. Mm-hmm. So, because um, I had that was during a point where I had been involved with drugs as well, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to quit everything. I'm going to quit like bad drugs, good drugs, everything. And I just decided to, you know, stop everything completely. And I did. And mm-hmm. uh, the result was, you know, obviously, you know, a, a very, it was a very healthy choice on my part. And I started making healthier choices from there on out. But over the years, um, it seemed like you know, I was slowly slipping into, you know, I'd get the occasional suicidal thought here and there. And I was like, okay, well, what's, you know, what's going on here? And it, and, and yeah, as, so as it turned out, it was a chemical imbalance and I'm on a new medication now that seems to be really helping me. And, uh, you know, I'm still using the other strategy and the other strategies and techniques now are, are working again for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so sometimes, you know, you just have to, find that little piece that's sort of missing and, you know, try and discover what it is. And then once you just, you know, once you figure it out, things will just naturally fall back into place for you and you can move forward, you know, in a positive way rather than being stuck in a rut. Yeah. A lot of us end up, you know, we end up doing, like we get into that funk and we don't have to get out of it. Yeah, it's real easy to get stuck in the past and keep talking about what went on in the past and still kind of like trying to deal with your feelings and then that's what makes it really hard to move forward. It's kind of like a great big like puddle of quicksand you can't quite get out. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and we, we tend to, you know, and we have trouble seeing other possibilities and we tend to forget, you know, to be, to, to practice that attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. and you know when you when you really think about it like you think about your own situation then you think there's so many other people in this world that are suffering far greater than you are you know maybe mm-hmm. there's you know someone's dying of cancer um you're not you know i are. i did kind of mention that though um to a couple of people though when you, you 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 kind of in a way take away what you're feeling though um, if you say, well, someone's worse off than me, then you're basically saying my feelings don't matter because somebody's hurting worse, you know, and as the last pastor we had, he always would say, it's not a contest. He goes, your feelings still matter, you know, just because someone else is still worse because basically you're kind of like just setting your feelings aside because you feel that someone else is worse. You still, you know, even though, yes, there probably are people that have other problems, but we all have problems we're dealing, and that does, and you know, and that doesn't minimize what we're feeling, you know, any any less. So, oh, I'm I'm not trying to say that you should minimize your feelings or that they don't matter because they definitely do. Yeah. Um, but you have to remember to practice gratitude as well, mm-hmm. and that's what we we often forget to do that when we're so down and depressed. We forget to be. Already, mm-hmm. like for me, I live in Canada. You are in the states, I believe. Yes, the United States, Illinois, Midwest. <laughs> in North America, we're blessed to have drinking. Water. We're blessed to have drinking water. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that we most people take for granted. Yeah. Just the fact that we can turn on the tap and go grab a glass of water and drink it whenever we're thirsty. 
whereas people down in, you know, other parts of the world, I know for sure down in the Dominican Republic, because I was there about four and a half years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, you can't drink the water there. If you do, you'll get sick and die. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can't even brush your teeth with it. You have to use bottled water to brush your teeth. Wow. You can bathe in it, but you can't consume any of it. Wow. Any kind of, you know, cooking that you do has to be with bottled water. Mm. And all of this has to be imported. So, I mean, think, you know, just think about that for a moment and think about the consequences of if you were living in such type of a country, like, are you, if you don't have enough bottled water, like you might not be able to eat or drink or even brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we take so much for granted in our lives. And just that one simple thing of water is, is one of them. Yeah, for sure. So, so there's, there's, you know, there's other things that we take for granted. Um, most people who have vision, take their vision for granted mm-hmm. you know you wake up every morning you look outside and and it's like you know it, it reminds me of that saying um i don't know who i don't know if this who, who said this quote but today i opened two gifts this morning my eyes um so on and I, the reason i bring this topic up is because my vision is getting worse as I as I age. And mm-hmm. last year, I actually got uh, my first pair of glasses that have bifocals mm-hmm. built into them. Yeah. So, I, and that's you know that's one thing that I'm I'm actually terrified of losing is my sight. And when I met Max uh, Maxwell Ivy, who introduced the two of us, mm-hmm. as you know, Max is a blind man. So when I first met him online uh, several years ago, he, I was I was shocked by the comment that he left me. It was actually on a blog post, um, a guest post that I had written for someone else's site, and he was a reader. He jumped on, he you know chimed in his two cents, and he mentioned that he was a blind blogger and. I was just like, wow, like, you're blind and you're doing all this, like, you're on social media, you're, you know, you're using all this, like, this is, I was fascinated by his talent and skill, and I ended up, uh, we ended up talking, and it came to the point where I actually asked him if I could interview him, because I had these questions about blindness that, you know, like, I've seen you know, there's a couple of ladies in my city that are blind, a couple of them to the city transit system. I don't have a car, so I use the transit system as well. And I've encountered them and I've always, you know, wondered certain questions, you know, like, how do they match their clothing? How do they know where they're going? How, like, all mm-hmm. of these different questions I had. Mm-hmm. And so when I talked to Max, he was so open and easygoing. He decided to let me interview him and ask him anything. That's so awesome. I actually have that interview posted on my website on Wording Well. Okay, awesome. It's simply called Interview with a Blind Man. And it's probably going to be the first result if you type in Google Interview with a Blind Man. It'll probably be the first thing that pops up. Um, he, he later introduced me to Carrie, um, Carrie Kajuski, who is also a writer. And she also happens to be blind. And so 
I ended up interviewing her and called it Interview with a Blind Woman. Now, the reason I bring these two people up is not just because it relates to gratitude and, you know, practicing the fact or, you know, bringing to light the fact that, you know, we, we take our vision for granted, but also because I have one final poem I would like to share with you. Sure. And it's called, My Blind Friends Taught Me to See. So, okay. um, if, if I may, I'd, yeah. I'd love to share that with you and your Most audience. Most definitely. So, okay, so it's called My Blind Friends Taught Me to See, and it's actually a poem published on my website, LorraineRegularly.com. Um, yeah, so here it is. My Blind Friends Taught Me to See. I know two blind people, Max and Carrie. These two blind people have taught me to see. I think I was blind myself before I met them. Now a whole new world has been opened to me. Sighted people take so much for granted. Sighted people don't realize how well they have it. They often forget that there's more to a person than the outer appearance. When was the last time you judged someone by how they looked? It's saying never to judge a book by its cover, and yet that's what happens each and every day. No wonder blind people feel safer in their homes. Why should they subject themselves to looks they can't see? My friends Max and Carrie have opened my eyes. Max is a sweetheart who, is a heart, who has a heart of gold. He's a blogger, a business owner, and an inspiration. Sometimes I wonder where he gets his motivation. Carrie is a woman who loves writing and traveling. She uses her other senses to enjoy places she visits. She appreciates nature's beauty in different ways than I do. I tend to focus on the visual only. Carrie has opened my eyes to the beauty all around me. The gray skies I see sometimes dampen my mood. Now I envision sunshine and warmth raised on my skin, and I no longer take for granted how easy it is for me to cook food. Blindness is something most suffer from, figuratively speaking. Carrie and Max don't suffer, though, even though they are literally blind. As I travel forward on my journey in life, I'm going to be leaving my taking for grantedness behind. I'm so glad I met these two wonderful people. Max has led me out of the darkness into the light. Carrie has shown me the world can be bright. Now, finally, the world feels right. Thank you both for empowering me with your might. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. It's amazing how it you know, can take a, a physical, a person who's physically blind to help us like really see, you know, it, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, I know. I like the I like the irony in the title because you know I can I can literally see, but I can see better now. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they have to use like all of their other senses because they can't see. So everything is they have to be so much more aware, and you know they can help us see the world in a, a whole different way. Yeah, like when I found out from Carrie that she loved traveling, I I was just like taken aback thinking like how could you love traveling she's like I love seeing different places and I'm like 
but how do you see them? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had, we got into a big discussion that involved all of the different, you know, textile aspects of travel. Um, so, for example, if you picture yourself on a beach, close your eyes. What do you feel? What do you hear? What do you smell? You use all of your other senses to help you enjoy the experience of being on that beach. Mm-hmm. You probably feel the heat from the sun beating down on you. You probably hear the crashing of the waves. You probably feel the grains of sand, perhaps hot sand, between your toes. You probably hear laughter as kids, you know, splash and play in the water. Um, You know, there's so many different things that we tend to not pay attention to because we tend to focus on the visual only. You know, we'd look at the blue sky and, you know, the green grass, maybe the the white or beige sand, the blue water. Um, But taking into account all the different other aspects of the experience is really what makes it an enriching experience. So I was really fascinated, yeah, when Carrie would explain you know, the different, the different places she's been, like she's been to, you know, England and gone to see castles and, you know, feel, feel the stone beneath her hand um, and just, to, you know, experience things in, in such different ways than I normally would. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, yeah, it was very interesting talking with Max and Carrie, especially Carrie about, you know, the different, the dig- different visual aspects of, of travel you know what people could do i'm thinking about this you know when you said like close your eyes picture the beach if someone wanted to experience somewhere that it could travel somewhere that a, the way a blind person might you would blindfold yourself so you can't see anything and go somewhere you've never been before and then you know experience it that way yes exactly that's an excellent way of, of how to how to do it um i can remember when i was in high school i was taking this aging course and one of the things, um, because older people tend to lose, lose their vision or it tends to deteriorate as you're older, right? Mm-hmm. Same with hearing people get hearing aids, things like that, or walk with a cane. So one of the exercises was pretend that you had lost your vision and actually blindfold yourself and, you know, see how long you could go throughout your day with a blindfold on without sight. Hmm. And... And I and I, I actually tried that and I struggled. I, I wasn't able to go more than like twenty minutes, half an hour. Like it was a very short time. Wow. And I was able to I was able to go to the bathroom because I knew I knew where the bathroom was, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that if you for example, if you were, you know, blindfolded in your home or lost your sight in your home and you had to go to the bathroom, you'd probably be able to navigate your way there. Mm-hmm. You might bump into a few things, but by feeling Feeling around, you know, you know where your furniture's placed, you know where the walls are, you know how to get to where you're going, um, you know, and you, you know, you obviously can feel the roll of toilet paper and, you know, feel like where the toilet is to sit down and things like that. But imagine doing that every single day, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Like that is, 
you know, that's, that would be very difficult for a person who just, who, who has sight and all of a sudden didn't have sight. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with Max and Carrie, they both have um, a, a degenerative eye disease, so they gradually lost their vision. Oh, man. So it wouldn't just be like, boom, you know, one minute they can see and then boom, the next minute they're, they can't. Um, so it was, it was more of a gradual thing. Now that's not to say that it's any easier for them, Mm -hmm. but they, you know, they were able to adapt and, you know, maybe more easily than a person who just immediately, like say was in an accident and lost sight. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but just, just, you know, so like thinking about those two things, your, your sight and, you know water that you're able to drink like people take things for granted so much that I feel almost like an obligation to bring these things up so that we can focus on the things that we have and be grateful for the things that we have not to minimize our feelings Mm -hmm. but just be grateful for those things that we have that we tend not to focus on Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like this point, you know, we're going through all these really bad, weird, crazy times. So, and maybe when we're feeling down, because I'm sure many of us are feel down a lot, we can try to focus on what we do have. Like if we, some of us, if we have a roof over our head or if we had dinner tonight or if we have foodie, we can think of, you know, one positive thing that we had that can help us make it through the rest of the day. (laughs) Exactly. You know, like having dinner, you know, as opposed to being hungry. Mm-hmm. Or having a roof over your head as opposed to being homeless. Yeah. Um, you know, just having clothes, having, you know, water and soap to be able to clean yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just like so many different, so many things all around us that we do tend to, you know, just ignore and take for granted. And they're really like, it's almost like if you try and see the world through the eyes of a child or a baby, you know, try and try and like close your eyes and, and picture yourself, you know, young and full of wonder and you open your eyes and look around and you're just in awe of everything. And, you know, how many, how many kids have you ever seen, you know, especially at two years old? What's that? What's that? What's that? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, that's what we need to start, uh, you know, kind of remembering, like, to to just put ourselves in the moment and really look and see what's around us mm-hmm. and focus on all the, you know, the positive things in our lives. And, yeah, during this, you know, the times of COVID and everything, like, I think we're all adjusting to it, to the new normal, you know, going out and having to wear face masks having to socially distance ourselves from people Mm -hmm. having to you know constantly sanitize our hands and you know just ensure that we're not (laughs) excuse me picking up that virus from Mm -hmm. something touched (coughs) um it's yeah i mean it's a completely different world that we're living in now Mm -hmm. for sure and it's not going time soon. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, the virus and the vaccine and everything is, you know, it's it's still like months, if not a year or more away. 
Yeah. So we all need to think positively. And I think what you've had on here tonight, doing the whole gratitude thing, maybe, maybe people need to hear that right now to try to find, you know, at least something, you know, to have gratitude for. Yeah, there's an exercise. Um, a lot of the self-help people tell you to do is every day, every night, uh, write down three things that you're grateful for and try to make them different every single day. And if you start doing that as a daily practice, you know, thinking of three things that you're grateful for, it'll it'll really make you, you know, start thinking like, yeah, there, there is a lot to be grateful for. So it will help change your person on, you know, your daily outlook of life, especially if you're, you know, you tend to sort of be down in the dumps more often than being uplifted and positive. Um, something else that really helps if you're struggling with depression or even just, you know, negative self-talk is using positive affirmations. Positive affirmations are statements that you tell yourself every day on a regular basis that will, even though they might not be true initially, they will eventually become true and your brain will see them as being true. Um, the, The interesting thing with the human brain, I don't know if you know this, but it doesn't know the difference between what is true and what's not true like what is false. It doesn't know the difference. Your subconscious has no way of differentiating the two. It merely takes whatever it is told as true. Hmm. So if you tell yourself something that could maybe be false, um, like years ago when I first started using positive affirmations, before I became a published author, I would tell myself, I am an author. Eventually, it came true. Now I can actually say that, and it is true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to, I used to think, like I used to tell myself, you know, like I'm, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm, what, you know, I'm this or I'm that. Now I tell myself, you know, I'm a strong, confident woman. I am deserving of all the success in the world. I, you know, I have all these like positive things that I tell myself. Um, in my book, From Note to Hope, there's a whole chapter devoted to affirmations. And I actually made that chapter free on my website. So um, I'd love to share that link with you. And if you wanted to, you know, share that out on social okay. media or yeah, share sure. it with your audience, that would be awesome too. Yeah. It's free on wordingwell.com. The actual title on... Um, on my website is how to use positive affirmations to improve your life. So it's actually, the URL is wordingwell.com slash wordingwell.com and positive affirmations. If you just even type that into Google, like people can find that easily. Um, it'll be the first result. But yeah, so I I basically made that whole entire chapter of my book available for free simply because positive affirmations are the best way to help change your mindset, Mm -hmm. especially if you're feeling negative. 
And when I found out about them, like I had never heard about them before. And, and I thought, you know, like, why didn't any of my counselors ever tell me about these? Like, how did I ended up coming across them myself? Hmm. And I thought for some reason they were kept secret, you know, hmm. for some whatever reason. And I was like, no, I want to make sure like the whole world knows about these things. Because <laughs> I often refer to, you know, when people ask me, like, how do you stay so positive all the time, Lorraine? And I'm like, well, I use positive affirmations. Um, they, they just work. They're powerful and they work. And it just involves reading a few sentences when you get up, like to yourself, and that's it. Like it's so easy and so powerful. So, yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, positive affirmations are the best. Awesome. Well, I found the link, and I will include that in with the description on the podcast when I we post it. So yeah, awesome. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. And it's been great talking to you. You have um a lot of, like your friend said, you have a lot of positive things to say, you know, and you've, you know, overcome so much trauma, you know, and it kind of gives other people who's experienced trauma hope that, you know, they don't have to stay down. I mean, there, there is a ladder they can climb to come back up, you know. Exactly. And, you know, me having that hope, that's, that's why I wrote the book, From Nope to Hope. Because as long as you have that one little flicker of hope, um, think of it like a fire. Like if it's just a tiny little flame, mm-hmm. you can feed that fire and you can make it grow and you can make it grow big and, you know, you can grow into that success. Most definitely. Yeah, you, you've, you've uh, you know, had a lot of good stuff, you know, to say. And I really hope my audience, I hope everyone out there listens to this it checks out her website lorrainereguli.com l-o-r-r-a-i-n-e-r-e-g-u-l-y.com definitely check out the positive affirmations um, i will include the link wordingwell.com slash positive dash affirmations um yeah there's she has a lot of good stuff to say and um i think a lot of us could use this positivity um really a lot right now especially during this pandemic that keeps on going on. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Ariana. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, it was my pleasure to, you know, be able to share some of my poetry. I actually often share poetry mm-hmm. uh, on podcasts, so it was a real blessing and um, wonderful opportunity for me to do that. Oh, thank you again you are for, welcome. you know, my book and everything. I, I really do come from a place of wanting to other people and so I'm I'm so glad that you know this was another opportunity for me to do so and I really hope that there is someone out there who will look into you know some of the things that have helped me personally um, you know come out of my funk and Mm -hmm. if it does help you I would love for you to connect with me I'm on Facebook I'm on social media I have a contact page on my website like, please reach out to me and just say hi. You know, say, hey, I enjoyed your podcast. Or, you know, hey, how's it going? I, I love connecting with people, and I especially love helping people. So, um, thank you, Ariana. You're I, welcome. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And um, I love hearing other people's poetry, especially, you know, ones who use it for you for positive things and to help others. So, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, you have a good night, Lorraine. You too. All right. Good night. Good night. 
Thank you for tuning in to Spoken Word Poetry Podcast. I appreciate each time you come to listen. When you listen, you are supporting my podcast. My only goal here is to share inspirational messages that I hope will inspire you, tell you a story, or offer a bit of wisdom. I hope you come back to listen again. Have a great day. Looking for more poetry? How about you pick up some Poetry Centrals at PoetryCentralsHub.com? It is your place for original written poetry, poetry podcasts, and a chance to even publish your own poetry. If you are craving poetry, then get your essentials at PoetryEssentialsHub.com.